Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. If you're joining us for the first time, we're studying the Old Testament of the Bible this year, loosely following the study curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right. Today, we are going to be starting the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. To make sure we're on the same page with genealogy, let's review. Abraham and Sarah had their son Isaac, who then married Rebekah and had their son Jacob, who was later renamed Israel by God. Jacob then married Rachel, who eventually delivered Joseph, the 11th son of Jacob. So it's Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and now Joseph. Great. So like all sets of siblings up until now in the book of Genesis, the sons of Jacob did not all get along. Quote, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. End quote. Now, I hope that you and I have learned the lesson by now from reading the stories of Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau, and now Joseph and his brothers, that as parents, we need to make sure we love all our children equally, and that they don't think that we have a favorite. While this seems obvious, I think it's actually probably fairly common for one child to think that their parents love one of their siblings more. With my children, my son Johnny always tells me how I spend more time with his sister during our bedtime ritual when I'm saying goodnight to them, and that makes him sad. In reality, I probably spend more overall one-on-one time with Johnny, but because he observes this inequity at bedtime, if I'm not careful, it could lead him to have some resentment towards his sister as they get older. Well, Jacob, unfortunately, may not have fully learned this lesson from his own experience with his parents, when Isaac and Rebekah had shown unequal amounts of love to him and Esau, which ultimately resulted in Jacob having to run away for 20 years. Now Jacob is showing more affection for Joseph, resulting in his other sons being frustrated and taking it out on their younger brother. What makes matters worse is that God starts giving Joseph dreams about the future, where his brothers are bowing down and serving him, which Joseph shares with his family. This makes his brothers even more frustrated with him, and eventually they decide to kill him. Quote, and when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit, and we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. End quote. Fortunately for Joseph, his older brother Reuben convinces the rest of the gang to not kill Joseph, but just to cast him into a pit and leave him. Well, Judah decides there's no profit in that for them. So he then convinces his brothers to sell Joseph to some passing merchants as a slave, who then proceed to take Joseph away to Egypt. The brothers take Joseph's torn, multicolored coat, smear some lamb bloods on it, and report back to their father that animals had killed Joseph, which leaves Jacob heartbroken for years to come. Well, this story is a tragedy, but not because Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. In fact, after Joseph becomes the most powerful person in Egypt, which we'll discuss in the next episode, he recounts to his brothers years later that, quote, God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. 
So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God, end quote. No, the real tragedy in this story to me is Reuben, Joseph's oldest brother. When the brothers plotted to kill Joseph, Reuben knew that it was wrong and that it would be a serious sin to kill Joseph. So he uses his influence as eldest brother to stop them. Quote, and Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him, end quote. But Reuben was afraid of losing the respect of his brothers and standing up for what was right. So he pretended to be on their side and continued by saying, quote, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again, end quote. So Reuben had this plan in his head to get his brothers to just abandon Joseph in a pit, and then he would return later and free him so Joseph could go home. Well, Reuben must have gone home at that point, not able to bear the shame of being a part of pushing Joseph into the pit. But when he returned, he found Joseph gone. Quote, and Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. And he returned unto his brother and said, The child is not, and I, whither shall I go? End quote. So Reuben feels terrible about what's happened to Joseph, guilty for not stopping it, and now is forced to lie to his father for years about what really happened. I can't imagine the weight that Reuben must have felt for decades, knowing that Joseph was lost and that he could have done something to stop it. So what do we learn from this story? Reuben had a clear sense of morality, of right and wrong. He knew that they shouldn't kill Joseph, but he was scared to do the right thing. He was scared of losing his position of influence with his brothers. He was scared of being judged weak by them. He was perhaps scared that they might turn on him and kill him also if he tried to protect Joseph. And so Reuben danced on the line between right and wrong. He tried to come up with a solution that would allow him to save face to still look cool to his brothers, and that decision cost him his brother's life and resulted in a lifetime of shame. Reuben could have done better. You and I need to do better than that. We need to stand up for what's right, even if that may bring us negative consequences. A similar situation happened thousands of years later to the prophet Joseph Smith, when Martin Harris, his scribe, pressured him into giving him 116 pages of the original Book of Mormon manuscript to show his wife. The Lord had warned Joseph about not sharing the manuscript until it was published, but Joseph wanted to make Martin happy, and so he gave in, and Martin ended up losing the pages. The Lord then told Joseph in a revelation, quote, For behold, you should not have feared man more than God. Although men said it not the counsels of God and despise his words, Yet you should have been faithful, and he would have extended his arm and supported you against all the fiery darts of the adversary, and he would have been with you in every time of trouble. Behold, thou wast chosen to do the work of the Lord, but because of transgression, if thou art not aware, thou wilt fall. End quote. While the world may try to teach us now that there's no universal truth, no universal right or wrong, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we need to know that following his example is always right, and going against his teachings or the counsel of God is always wrong. As Alma teaches in the Book of Mormon, we need to be willing to mourn with those that mourn, and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, and to stand as witnesses of God at all times, and in all things, and in all places that we may be in, even until death. 
it's not enough to know what the right thing to do is. And it's not enough to only do it part way, like Reuben did with his plan to try to save Joseph. If we want to really accept our Savior's invitation to come and follow him today and each day, we have to be all in. Doing anything less than this can result in a lifetime of regrets. As Christ himself taught us, quote, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.